0: Matt Stepp, are you ready to attend a first round playoff game in December? Why wouldn't I be? Step and step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I am the step, Matt Step. Really? You're not gonna You're uh, not gonna say the thing. Uh, not this time. You're just gonna sprinkle it in
1: sometimes. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> surprise you with it occasionally. <laughs> I was I was bracing. I know. I'll, I'll surprise you with it occasionally.
0: I was bracing. You know, um, welcome in to the second podcast of the week. Uh, if you think about it, we're doing two podcasts this week. We are doing Four next week. That's right.
1: We'll definitely just, be.
0: We'll, this is we'll, one from there. Right. We'll definitely be
1: high school football first responders next week.
0: we will do four podcasts next week. It yes. will be ridiculous. Um, and actually, you know what's funny? I, I thought about this, and and this is the six A five A preview uh, uh, podcast. That, yes, um, this is the six A five A podcast. So you'll have to forgive me for dipping into the small schools, but this is the world, the, the soup that we swim in. Um, it struck me. The other day that um, we're going to have all of the games set by Friday, like by the end of the day, Friday, we're not going to be waiting on that random ass like Saturday, six o'clock kick.
1: Yeah, not this year. I think we did have we did have a semifinal last year at six o'clock on Saturday and it was just like, come on, guys.
0: Oh, man. Who was it? It was a big school, obviously. (sighs) Did Fort Ben Marshall play? Because if I re- if I remember correctly, it was a it was a game, and and this is we're now just digging back into the into the 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 mind of of you know the crystallized mind of our uh, our our football knowledge, but uh, it's it's like we're trying to find that mosquito that's hidden in the fro- the the, mm-hmm. the hardened ember. But the I t- I seem to remember it being a game that we didn't think there was much doubt about, like. I seem to remember it being a game that we were like, I'm pretty sure I know who's going to win, but we have was to it, wait until was it's Was it Westlake and Katie Taylor? Oh, that's exactly what it was. At, 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 at,
1: uh, at McLean, Amazon yes. Waco, McLean. I th- what, yeah, Westlake and Katie. I think it was Westlake and Katie Taylor.
0: Yes, I think that's right. And we had a, God bless Katie Taylor, we had a pretty good idea of who was going to win that game um and even then it was like well like it was halftime and i want to say they were up like 35 six or something mm-hmm. and we were like well we can probably start working on the the, 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 yeah, the we can go ahead west guy or preview start knocking um, that out so this is your bracket breakdown edition of Teppin' step for 6a and 5a here on as we're recording this on december 8th because you know it's <laughs> 2020 why the hell not like we're gonna be playing like it, it hit me today that we're going to be playing football in the 2020 season in 2021. Absolutely. Man, it's just, wild. it's just going to be weird. You know, just it
1: it's all weird.
0: It's all weird. So what we're going to do is we're going to do much like we did with 6A and 5A, uh, instead of breaking down like the biggest by district games, we'll probably mention one at the very end. Maybe, maybe we'll each pick one that we'll, we'll spotlight at the end um, of a by district game we're, we're interested in. But in a lot of ways, the, the intrigue is just breaking down the brackets. And so that's mm-hmm. what we want to do. We are going going to go region by region, taking a look at each bracket in the um, in, in the 6A and 5A uh, previews. You can find these brackets, of course, at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. So, Step, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, I'll give you the choice. Do you want to go smallest to largest or largest to smallest? Let's go largest to smallest. Okay. Then we're going to start with the big boys. We're going to start in 6A, Division One. We're going to start, and, and, and I made this point on my Bracketology video, and I, I want to see if you agree. I think there is one very chalky way this could go, and we're probably like one or two upsets away from it being complete chaos. Uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and there are some questions with some of the, uh, the quote-unquote big dogs in this region. So upsets are not out of the, out of the realm of possibility.
0: So let's start with region one. We'll start with region one, where that is where Allen lives. Mm-hmm. Allen is um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Alan Allen and Duncanville switched regions? Correct. Yeah.
1: Alan yeah. went from two to one, Duncanville went from one to two.
0: Yeah. So Allen enters this region, I think, as the favorite, but I would not say as overwhelming a favorite as we've normally come become accustomed to for Allen. Part part of that, in my mind is I think the region's a little bit stronger than it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is, you know, Allen has been good, obviously. That, go- I think, goes without saying. But I don't think they have necessarily been that juggernaut that you go, that everybody cowers in fear of the Eagles.
1: Yeah, and I think part of it is the uh, the defense uh, has had their share of struggles this year. Um, and I think part of it is uh, they've played, you know, they've played, that that game against Prosper sticks out. <laughs> Prosper's a weird team. We'll get to them in Division Two. But that game against Prosper, I think, sticks out as some, as saying, "Hey, you know, Allen, Allen is beatable this year. This they're not this juggernaut that can't be beaten, that kind of thing." So, um, yeah, I, I think I think Allen's the favorite. But you look at at, at you know Southlake Carroll, especially if they can get Quinn Ewers back on the field, I think that really changes the dynamics of things. Um, Arlington Martin. Is another team that, that that I think has has some potential, and you know we haven't talked about them, but Uls Trinity, kind mm-hmm. of in a little bit of an underdog role, uh, could really thrive in this region as well.
0: Yeah, and they would see Allen, by the way, in a third round in a regional semifinal, and I mean that look, you you know obviously Allen and Trinity have a history, and and I you know I think that would be a really intriguing matchup there. With, uh, if Trinity were to get there, um, I think that you're right. Like the, the entry, like if the question, the, the question for region one is if it's not H- Allen, then who? And I think there's a handful of teams you could point to. I think you mentioned it Arlington Martin, um, a team that I think is playing exceptionally well. I mean, their one loss on the year is to Denton Ryan. I I would say that that's a, a win, a, a loss that has aged well. Um, and they, and, and Bob Wager's team tends to be a team that peaks late. Um, yes. And, and so that's one thing. I will also say this. Maybe it's just because I love their quarterback, but I think Lewis feels fun. They can score points. Yeah, they can score. And if they, if they get people into playing their game, like they are, they have Cinderella potential. Um, but I mean, in the end, uh, let, let me just ask the, let me ask just a mean question. Do you see anybody from West of DFW making any sort of run? I mean, we're talking the Little Southwest Conference, Midland Lee, Odessa Permian, and then the El Paso teams are Montwood and Franklin. I'd uh, love to say yes, but I just I, I don't know if I necessarily see it.
1: Maybe Midland Lee, if they can just if they get in the second round and could win a shootout with Trinity, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think Midland Lee's problem is they don't stop the run very well. And guess what? That's not yeah. good against Trinity. Um, so you know, Permians interesting. Permians opened up the offense a little bit later in the year, and I think that that's helped them quite a bit. Um, but it's hard to it's hard to put any stock in, in especially in division one, um you know, on the West West Texas teams going against some of the D F W powers. I'll have to you know when Midland Lee's made their deeper runs, it's typically been in division two. So um it's it's hard for me to pick uh, to picture them making a run, but that you know, stranger things have happened since twenty twenty.
0: 6A Division 1 Region 2 we go, and here's Duncanville. And Duncanville, once again, I think has to be the favorite uh, to come out of Region 1, Region 2. But again, much like we were talking about, A, Duncanville's not flawless. And B, I think this is a decent region with enough landmines there to give you a little bit of pause before just penciling Duncanville into a state semifinal.
1: Absolutely. Re- Dunkinville's defense is state ca- state championship caliber. This is an elite Panthers defense. I, I think the offense has some concerns um, and ha- has some question marks, especially if they get up against a team that, that is, is has an offensive line that can hold up a little bit and, and, and score some points because Dunkinville not equipped to win, win many shootouts. They're, they're, they're equipped to win thirty-five to seven kind of ball games. So, mm-hmm. um, you look and, and right away, um, you know, you look at, the, at a second round matchup with maybe potentially Dallas Skyline. Um, you know, Skyline's got got those two really good outside receivers that I think can do some damage. Um, that's not going to be a cakewalk. I think a second round matchup with with Klein Kane or Westfield is really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, Westfield's got got the guys up front that I think can hold up against Dunkerville a little bit better, and then Klein Kane, you know. This is an up-and-coming program, Jaden Blue, their running back. They've got some playmakers. That, that's a fun matchup. And then you look at a regional final um, against against you know possibly DeSoto, and and that really is is a, a fascinating matchup because we didn't get a chance to see that matchup in the regular season. Um, and then one team that I think no one's talking about that is just flying under the radar that is fully capable of going coming up and biting a lot of people is Spring. Yep. This is a Bishop Davenport is having the best year of a quarterback that no one in the state is talking about, and I think spring, I think I think they're they're going to be favored in their their first two rounds, and I'm telling you, a third round matchup against DeSoto is super super intriguing. I Really like the Spring Lions uh, as a dark horse contender in Region
0: Two. Yeah, I think that you're right. I, that, that I, they jump off the page to me as well. It's it's so weird to see them in a first round matchup with the Woodlands and be like, oh yeah, spring should win that game. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a credit to that. to that coaching staff and what the lines have been able to put together. You know, we, you haven't mentioned Rockwall Rockwall is an interesting squad that, you know, again, the, the, the problem for me, I think they got a rough, I think they're on the dirty side. Of the
1: yeah. region,
0: dirty side of the region uh, is that they could see DeSoto in the second round. And then they would see maybe a team like spring or, or, or Cy ranch or someone like that. And I think that's a tough draw for Rockwall who really has to rely on outscoring people um, while Spring and Cy Ranch play some defense. And that's, that could, that could be problematic for them. Yes, I agree. I agree. So let's now move on to 6A division one region three, the vaunted 6A division one region three. And okay. All right. Here comes, here comes, here comes, butthead Greg. Okay. Okay. For the past few years on this podcast and, and, and throughout the state, we've talked on and on and on about how unbelievable, how ridiculous, how over-the-top crazy 6A Division I Region 3 is. Mm-hmm. This year, it's good. It's good. It's ju- it's just good. It's not that way over-the-top, holy cow, how is anybody getting out of here region. And that's that's where I draw a line. And, and I think it's twofold. One, I think they're, you know, I think Katie not being there. And, and also teams like a Tascacita may be taking a step back. Mm-hmm. I think mean, that's part of it.
1: Tascacita, Pearland, um, you know, Pearland finished third in their district this year. So, you know, Dick- Dickinson, I don't think was quite as strong this year. I mean, they got blown out by when they played Katie. So there's, there's, there's some holes uh, for sure, but still, I mean, North Shore is going to have Still a tough road after this first round, and that's what Dude, makes man. North Shore's runs these last two years so impressive. Because you're looking at unbeaten Paraland Dawson in the second round, probably Cyfair or Katie unbeaten Katie Tompkins in the second round,
0: either I mean, one in the of third them round now. Excuse me,
1: yeah. yeah, in the third round, and then in the in the in, in, and then if you get past that, you're looking at probably a regional final, you know. The regional final may be an easier game than, yeah. the, than the two previous rounds because you're looking at you know the bottom. The, the North Shore is in the the quote-unquote dirty side of the bracket. The bottom yeah. half of the bracket, I think there could be a mystery guest. you know I could see a clear springs coming out. I could see a task of Cedar getting hot and coming out. I could see Pasadena Dobie make, you. making a Thank run here. Thank you for putting
0: Kevin, some respect on doby's name. They're okay. my darling. Kevin Bernethi's squad is, is really,
1: really talented, and this is kind of the group that they've been really pointing to as a team that can make a run. And you know they they got they got they got slapped around by Sita last year when they played in district, and I think they want they would like another shot at Sita and they get that Friday night at Pasadena Veterans Memorial Stadium. I think the winner of the Dolby Sita game is the team that probably could end up in a regional final.
0: I I think you're entirely correct. I think I think you're spot on. That that it's funny that North Shore. You know, part of it is because they're there, uh, but they are. They are in the dirty side of the region, and they're going to have to work for it. I mean, that is that. I mean, they're they're going to beat Deer Park, hot take. But then Dawson, Tompkins, or Cyfair, Fair, and then either Dobie or Task Sita in a regional final to get out of there. Like it's no cakewalk for them. No, um, it's it's going to be tough. Um, so it it may not be as deep and over the top dangerous as it has been in the past. But I do think that six A Division One Region Three is still the power nexus of six A Division One. Uh, it's just maybe not as, uh, not as over the top insane as it has been in the past. So then we go to Region Four, and the I want to center. We have to center this conversation around what feels like an inevitable regional final, which is Westlake and Lake Travis, uh-huh. because if you didn't hear, six A Division Two state champion Westlake has to play in the Division One bracket this year. Um, And I do think that is the most likely scenario. I think that is the most likely regional final is Lake Travis and Westlake. Yes. With that said, with that said, I think there's a couple of teams in the San Antonio area that I know San Antonio has, in recent past, been no match for those two teams, yeah. for Westlake and Lake
1: Travis. Westlake and Lake Travis have owned the 2-1-0. Let's just... Call it like it is. They have owned San Antonio.
0: If they, if that were to get reversed, and and you were to have San Antonio teams make a run, I do think, I think that winner, I think Reagan Smithson Valley is a fascinating first round matchup that you could like. I think whoever wins that game will at least push Westlake a little bit in the area round. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so.
1: I think, I think Lake Travis could get pushed in the first round. Oh, Round Rock? I think Round Rock could. The thing about Lake Travis, and I talked about this, and even Westlake to a lesser extent, we don't know how good they are because they really haven't played anyone outside of their district and their kind of immediate area because of the way the schedule broke, especially for Lake Travis. That's why I would have loved to have seen the late Travis-Westlake game just to get, that kind of litmus test, like I think we, we pretty much we're pretty sure Lake Travis and Westlake are really good, but how good are they? Yeah, I don't know if we really know that. I think Westlake. I'm more confident in Westlake than I am Lake Travis for sure, and I think that's why this Lake Travis Round Rock game really intrigues me because Round Rock is a formidable first round foe. That that is not a the typical round one cannon fodder that Lake Travis is used to seeing. Is well, Lake and- Travis the favorite? Absolutely. But this is not going to be the the, the typical sixty five to six blowout that we would usually see in the first round. And
0: also, this is where this is where go back to listen to Tep and Step our realignment special. And one thing we mentioned was <laughs> one thing we mentioned was hey, there's now two districts in uh, in Austin in district twen- one in region four. Mm-hmm. So instead of kind of cakewalking themselves through a, a San Antonio area that they have just played flat out dominated for the past umpteen years, they now have to play a team from Austin and a good one and a hot one in Round Rock. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that those things have, have consequences. So it's, um, it's interesting. It's, it's really, it's really intriguing.
1: All right. I think if you're looking for me, I think San Antonio Reagan uh, is probably the best team out of San Antonio. In this region, but if you're asking me who I think the the San Antonio team that has the shot best shot at making a run, I think it might be Harlan, mm. up from five A. I think Harlan's got a pretty manageable first round matchup, a home game against Laredo United South, and then they're taking on probably Mission in the second round. Um, I think that's a that's a winnable game for Harlan. I think Harlan is best equipped to make a, a to at least get to a regional semifinal.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah,
1: and if I think you're looking. I think on the bottom side of the bracket, I think I think I think ha- we could see Harlingen and a, yeah. a Harlingen Laredo United second round matchup will be super juicy because uh, I think United is going to get the get, gets the nod over Stevens. I think Harlingen is the favorite. I think they're going to play in se- second round. That's going to be a super fascinating uh, matchup against two programs in South Texas that are kind of bell cow programs for their area uh, for a chance to play in the regional semis against more than likely Austin Wesley.
0: So we're going to do our regional picks, but but uh, and there this comes with a caveat in six A Division one. Because we're on the premium podcast. I don't mind telling telling people this. Um, I had – so the the, the p- predictions, we uh, I, I gather them up from everybody, from Ish, from Step, and from Pickle. And then we put them – and I put them all together in a graphic. I screenshotted the graphic to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we all had the exact same picks. <laughs> we did. And, and that's that, – that bothers me for two reasons. It bothers One, me too. One, I think people mistake unanimity for certainty, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't think we're certain. I think that 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 doesn't give us – that that tells us a a different story than we want to tell. And secondly, we don't want to get cold takes. No. Yeah, no. We don't want to get cold takes exposed. (laughs) So um, in the end – I'll tell you what everybody did have, and I got to stick to my guns. It was Allen in Region 1, Duncanville in Region 2, North Shore in Region 3, Westlake in Region 4, North Shore winning the title. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You made a move and decided to go Arlington Martin in Region 1.
1: I I decided to go a little bit bolder. Um, Yes, I went um, in Region 1, Arlington Martin. Uh, I always take a flyer or two, but I think Martin is a flyer. And then I went pretty much chalk the rest of the way.
0: Uh, Ish did take Lake Travis in Region 4, which, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's within his rights, too. I think I, have uh, I, think. I think
1: I think Ish is in Big Lake Travis's pocket, is what I think.
0: Oh, yeah, I think so. It's, it's, yeah. it's big calf money yeah. coming mm-hmm. to Ish's win. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. There's 6 eight Division 1. All right. Let's now move on to 6A Division 2, which is... A little I mean, more...
1: We won't have as much in, in uh, un, uniformity in our picks in, in Division 2, for sure. Oh,
0: we certainly don't. Yeah. Let's start in Region 1, where... I mean, I think it I think it comes down to I think it comes down to what you think of teams with star quarterbacks, right? A lot of this comes down to what you think of Denton Geyer. A lot of this comes down to what you think of Flower Mal Marcus, which may have some questions going forward. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this comes down to, I think, one of the biggest mysteries in the entire bracket, which I know is your regional pick to spoil it down the road, in Prosper. Yeah. You have these teams that all have quarterbacks who are capable of putting on the cape, all of whom are on imperfect teams, mm-hmm. and all of whom have a chance to get hot at the right time and win the whole dang thing.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a really, and you even go further, you go to San Angelo Central, Malachi Brown, yeah. El Paso Eastlake, Orion Olivas, there's mm-hmm. a lot of big time, you know, uh, Arlington Bowie, Drayvon Ponder, who's not really the thrower that a lot of the other guys are, but he's definitely the best runner out of the group. So there's a lot of intriguing signal callers here. Um, I I think the winner of... There's two things here. First off, Geyer. Let's talk about the Geyer who played in a state championship game last year. This is a good Geyer team. Eli Stowers is, is, is an outstanding, outstanding quarterback. I've got questions about Geyer and a scheme fit with Rodney Webb's scheme with the current personnel at Geyer. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just seems like there's something off there, and it hasn't come together. It hasn't clicked like I thought it would this year, and I think it's because I think the the Guyer personality is that downhill run oriented offense. Let's be physical. Let's let's grind it out. Let's get in your face. Let's let's out tough you. Where you know the, the scheme that Rodney Webb runs that he ran at Rockwall, it was it was an air raid scheme. And I just don't know if Geyer's personnel is that good of a fit. And Geyer's banged up. Their, their receiver, Grayson O'Bara, is banged up. Deuce Harmon is, is out for the year. Their are stud corner. But this is a team with, with some injury questions. And you look at yeah. Flower Mount Marcus. What's, you know, how, how does this team look without Garrett Nussmeyer? Is he out for the entire playoffs? Is he out for just a couple of weeks? Is, he, is Marcus good enough to win without him?
0: Well, and um, here's the other question. By the way, do we know if he's out?
1: I because, he, I was told he had surgery. So okay. now, gr- granted, yeah. it's a non-throwing hand. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's going to be touch and go, much like with Quinn Ewers at Southlake Carroll. I don't think we're going to know until the game kicks off. Yeah, because they're not going to tip their hand, obviously, at this point. And no, there's no incentive to. You know, now you look at Marcus play, scheduling that game on Saturday. Does that what what is that about? Is that to give Nussmeyer a day to heal? Is that mm-hmm. a day? Is that an extra day to give the the Backup quarterback, an extra day of prep work for the game because it was a very interesting scheduling choice to schedule this game at noon on Saturday. When now Marcus just, doesn't share us, they have their own state. They could have played yeah. that game Friday night very easily.
0: They could have played it whenever they wanted. They could yeah. play right now if they want. Well, yeah. they could not play right now. But you know what I mean? But they, I'll I'll just say I'll go as far as this. I think if if Nussmeier plays, I think they win Region One, plain and simple. That's that's where I'm at on it. I think they're I think they're the best team in Region One. If he plays without him, well, they could lose in the first round. Two. Uh, I mean, I don't like to use the phrase schizophrenic, but Prosper <laughs> they are, man, I can't
1: figure them out for the life of me.
0: They what? are so up and down. They run so hot and cold. If if Good Prosper shows up, they can win the region. And I
1: picked them to win the region because I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that Good Prosper is around. Because this is a team that has a win over Euless Trinity. They played Geyer within a point. And they lost to Allen by four at Allen.
0: They, they led Allen in the final minute yeah. at Eagle Stadium.
1: So Prosper – in what they do last week? To McKinney Boyd, they needed they, like a last-second comeback to win? They farted around a loss to Braswell. No offense yeah. to Braswell, but Braswell was up from 5A-D2. They farted around against Little Elm earlier this year. I mean, I, you know, what do you make of Prosper? So – and then you – no one's talking about Arlington Bowie. I think Arlington Mm -hmm. Bowie is a real sleeper Um, that the speed they bring to the table, it it really creates some matchup problems. I think they're a sleeper. And I think the winner of the San Angelo Central El Paso Eastlake game could potentially be a team that's playing in the the third round. I I think if you're looking for a team out West to make some noise, it's one of those two. Cause I think both the winner of that game, I think will be a favorite over Eaton or Weatherford in the second
0: round. I also think the winner of Eastwood and, and Abilene, uh, will be a favorite to get past either North Crowley or Byron Nelson. Yeah. you know, um, It's a strong west. It's a stronger West Texas crop, I think, relative to the region. Part of that is because I think the region is not as good. I'll also say this, and I know I'm going to get crap for it as a homer. Uh, uh, oh, boy. Here we go. Here I'm we go. Saying, don't throw dirt on old Coppell in the first round just quite yet. I'm just saying... I'm just saying they've got playmakers. They got playmakers, mm-hmm. and and for a, a guy or team that itself has been a bit up and down, who knows? That's all I'm saying. Who knows? Who knows? You'll be locked in Saturday at one. I'll be, I'll be, I will be tuned in. I'll be paying attention That's as a, as a proud alum. Let's go to region two. You get to talk about Everman. i never going to talk about Copel. No, uh, Haven't okay. been much to talk about with Everman lately. <laughs> oh, it's, been, it's been a tough go. Got a to Copel too. All right, let's go to region two. Region 2 is – what I love about Region 2 is you have this perfect mix of like traditional powers, and if you value teams that have done it before and have history, this is – you got choices here. Because mm-hmm. you could go with Cedar Hill, and you could go with Temple, mm-hmm. who's been really good this year. Um, you've got those guys. And if you don't give a damn about history, and you're just like, I want the cool team that is wrecking people offensively, you got a couple choices. You do. Most notably, my boys at Bridgeland. I am Maximum Bears. You are
1: hashtag Maximum Bears. We're going to get that trending. I'll tell you what, they've got a tricky first round matchup against Klein Collins. (laughs) Klein Collins has battled some injuries all year. They haven't been healthy. I think they're starting talking to some folks down in Houston. I think they're starting to get get it together. This is a team that lost to North Shore by seven, and I was at that game. It was very early in the year, but if Klein Collins is at full strength, they mm-hmm. are the kind of matchup problem that can give Bridgeland trouble. Bridgeland's the favorite, should win the game, but Klein Collins is a tricky, that's a, that's a trickier than normal uh, first round matchup. Um, you look at the second round, that. That Rockwall-Heath-Temple potential second-round game could have some real animosity in it, and you're like, why would Rockwall-Heath and Temple have some animosity? Well, Rockwall-Heath head, co- head coach Mike Spradlin used to be the head coach at Temple, mm-hmm. and his departure from Temple and his re-entry into the coaching ranks uh, has some hard feelings around town, to say the least. So I think that's interesting. Um, I think Cedar Hill at the top of the bracket, a potential third-round game against Tomball Memorial could break scoreboards. Yes, um, because Joseph Manjack at Tombaugh Memorial, Caden Salter at Cedar Hill put up huge numbers all year. That could be a, a game that that really uh, busts some scoreboards up. So um, it's a fun region. There's some intriguing matchups, especially later in the playoffs. I think in the first round, uh, other than Bridgeland and Klein Collins, there's not much that really grabs my attention. I think of yeah. Forest Tyler Legacy should be a good game, but I think I don't think either Pointy. of those teams. Yeah, but I mean, the problem is, is either both of those teams are probably going to get you know, fed to Cedar Hill in the second round. So they're not teams that are going to advance further. I think wh- where the intrigue really starts to ramp up in this region is when we get to that semifinal round where you have, you know, Bridgeland taking on the winner of Rockwall Heath and Temple and you have Cedar Hill versus Tombaugh Memorial. Then that's where I think it gets fun.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's really interesting. And, and it's just, it there's, there's a unique personality to this region of that, it's, it's a bit of a Rorschach test on what you value whenever you're making your picks because. Um, you know, look, Cedar Hill is—I mean, they—they are—they're they're, battle tested. They've come through a very difficult district. They have uh, won big games. They are a team that I think tick a lot of boxes. Uh, but you've also got a team, and I've—I've I've mentioned it. I'm a—I'm a Bridgeland fan. I'm—I think that their offense is really difficult to stop. And you know, I—I I, I don't know. The other thing is, and I—I think that, that I think you're right. Temple is a really interesting team. They're a year early they they should not be this good yet. Mm-hmm. But all that means is like, you know, all every round they play is a huge advantage to them going forward. So yeah, I think Region 2 has a chance to be, to really steal the show and be like the, the, the real entertainment center of this bracket in region two. All right. Let's go to region three. And we are guilty of it, but whenever Katie went to uh, got dropped down to went, I guess what Cinco Ranch beat seven lakes or was it the other way around? Uh,
1: seven lakes beat Cinco
0: seven seven lakes beat Cinco that sent Katie to division two. And at that point we all just kind of goes, well, there goes the neighborhood. It's Katie. Uh, You know, they're going to run through the region. They're going to run through the the bracket. They're going to win the state championship. I am not so quick to crown them quite yet. Um, I think the region is a little trickier than maybe we give it credit for, and I think part of that, again, part of that is I think that it's a little bit more balanced between Division One, Division Two, and Region Three this year, and and as a result, I do think that there are some some landmines for Katie. I, I don't think they would see them probably until the regional semifinals, but Alvin Shadow Creek, who's a defending state champ, um, CE King, who's playing really good ball right now. Um, you know, there are some there are some other quality teams in this bracket that it, I don't think it's a Katie walkover. Like maybe some people who look at this may think it is. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit because I think <laughs> it's kind of a Katie walkover. I just
1: I just don't see. I'm trying to sh- sell people. I know. I know. Hey, I, I, I'm a, I'm going to be the guy who brings the 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 to it. Realness here because you know it's. It's tough to see anyone but Katie winning this. I think Shadow Creek in the third round will be a test. Don't let Shadow Creek's four and three record fool you. Mm-hmm. I, that's a really good Sharks team. Um, there are three losses. I mean, you look at it. North Shore, um, they lost to Bridgeland who, when they didn't have their quarterback, and they lost in a close game to unbeaten Pearland Dawson. I mean, aren't bad losses? Care. Yeah, by any means. So, I think the Shadow Creek Katie game in the third round is going to be the one that I think is going to be the the real. The real regional, basically the real, those are the top two teams in the region. I think we're going to see a mystery guest in the yeah, bottom of the bracket.
0: I was going to say the bottom half of that bracket. That's the, that's the wide open part of it. Maybe the all Katie uh, regional final. I think, there's a, I think there's a real argument that the three best teams in this region are all in the top half with Katie Shadow Creek, and CE King. Um, So it's like, look, there is, by the way, a state, a regional, a, a regional winner. <laughs> Loving. <laughs> yes, Katie
1: Taylor is a regional, a defending regional champ here, so... Yeah. Um, if, that's, you're that's, for a, that's, if you're looking for a team to dream on, Houston Heights, Yeah. do you want to root for a plucky underdog out of HISD? Go with Stephen Dixon's Houston Heights Bulldogs. Um, I think they've got a great shot in the first round at Cy Creek. Um, Katie Taylor would be a tough matchup in the second round, but that's not a game that, that's unwinnable for Heights, so yeah. if you're looking for a plucky underdog, look for Houston Heights. But Katie, I think, is the... the the significant favorite in this region.
0: Okay, you guys heard it here first, everybody in in region three. Uh, Matt Step thinks, yeah. uh, thinks you are trash. That's right. So, there you go. <laughs> okay, so let's, <laughs> let's go on. Let's go into region four, and region four is really interesting because of the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Because for as for it, c- quite the opposite of what we were talking about with when Katie got inserted into region three. This is what happens when you take away the team that everyone would have picked to win region the region. Um, there's no Westlake here. And so as a result, somebody's got to step up and I think the I think on paper, the pick is Judson, but they, I'll just be honest, I'm telling it, look, it's it's 3:36 p.m. on Tuesday, December 8th, and I'm willing to just go on record. Judson scares the hell out of me. Like they just they'll lay belt. an egg. They, 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 yes. they'll lay an egg on you. They will. And, and so it's, it's hard for me to like really jump on board of it. Do I think they're the best team in the region on paper? Yes, I mm-hmm. do. But at the same time, they've been the best team. They've been the better team in some games this year. They were the better team last week against Smithson Valley. Yeah.
1: They, they there's been arguments that you know in two of the last three years they were better than Lake Travis mm-hmm. and lost. So this is not anything new for the Rockets. It's just a matter of can they get it done There, there are zero excuses this year. Judson mm-hmm. is the favorite in region four. They should win it. If they don't win it, a lot of questions are going to be answered. The, the, the question is who, who who are the key challengers to Judson in region four? And I think there's there's three that jump off the page of me. And I think one of them they'll see in the second round of the playoffs. Yes. And Drew Sanders, Vandergrift Vipers—that that is a battle-tested team that has won, a, been, been in some big games against the likes of Longview in the past. This is a team that that, that knows how to win come playoff time, and they find a way to win those gritty kind of close games. So that's the first one. Uh, San Antonio Brennan, I think, uh, in a potential third round matchup, they're, they're kind of they're. They don't get a lot of shine in San Antonio uh, because they, they get a little overshadowed by some of the other teams. I think they're, they're – and they're not flashy by nature, but they have the speed and the physicality to, to hang with Judson that a lot of teams in San Antonio don't have. And if you're looking at the bottom of the bracket, you know, I, I think San Antonio-Johnson is is the team to beat. They, they, they stumbled late and didn't play well the last two weeks. Um, they got a tricky first-round game against uh, Wagner. If they can get through that, I think Johnson – Led by Mark Soto, could be the team uh, waiting in the in the regional final.
0: Johnson's intriguing. Now, I'm a little concerned about you know that they, they took their first loss of the year in, in week one or week week eleven rather when they lost to to Reagan. Um, I don't know if I necessarily am concerned too much about it, but you know it is it is worth worth considering. Um, so that that's that's interesting. You know, another thing that I look at for Judson, you know, Vandegrift plays a style. That they want to get you into a slog. Mm-hmm. They you have to you can beat Vandegrift, but you've gotta be patient. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. like, you gotta play 48 minutes of calculated clean football. And that hasn't necessarily been the MO of Judson lately.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: And, and so that's interesting. I think Brennan's intriguing. Um, you know what? Why why not a team from the valley? Why not? You know, not? I think that bottom of the bracket. I think the
1: you know Eagle Pass isn't a valley team, but I think Eagle Pass and oh. Hannah in the second round. I absolutely, think that the that one of those two teams could make a deep push. Yeah. And then you know, we haven't even talked about Cedar Park Vista Ridge. That's a battle tested team. They've got a, they've got the gunslinger and Kyle Brown at quarterback. I just don't know if they have the defense to to get it done. But you know, if you're if you're looking for a bracket up in six A. Where you know six eight division two is where the valley teams I think could could make yes. make some noise because I think I think there's a decent shot Vela is probably the best team in the valley. Um, but they've got the worst draw. They've got the worst draw. I think that draw for Hannah and then Eagle Pass out of South Texas is workable, and I think I think I could see us I could squint and see one of those two teams in a regional final if things broke right.
0: So Matthew, with that said. As you mentioned, we, we, we this is a place where we do not have unanimity in our picks. Who do you have in each region? Who do you have winning at all? So I went with Prosper
1: in Region 1. I think if Good Prosper shows up, Good Prosper can win Region 1. Please show up Good Prosper. Make me look smart. Uh, region 2, I'm going Cedar Hill. I'm going with Carlos Lynn's squad. This is their time. Uh, region 3, Katie. Went Chalk in Region 3 and 4. 3, Katie. Region 4, Judson.
0: I went... Flower Mount Marcus in region one. So our regional, our regional picks are, are one of us is going to be wrong next, like on this podcast. Yeah. First
1: time. round matchup.
0: Yeah. First round. But I just I, like, I want to see uh, part of me. Part of me is thinking, I wonder if they're going to try to, if Nussmeyer's going to try to push through, since it's a non-throwing hand. And if he, if he plays and he's close to a hundred percent, which, you know, who knows, but if he does, I think he's got a chance. I got Bridgeland in region two. Uh, I got Katie in region three and I got Jets in region four. And you know what? I just went maximum bears. I went maximum bears. There you go. I think I I'll just say this. Br- if Bridgeland makes it to a title game against Katie, which is what I would predict it, well, that'll be my pick right now. Is Bridgeland and Katie in a title game. I don't know, man. Like, well, why not? Let's have
1: two Houston teams. What 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 more 2020 would be than two Houston teams playing at AT&T Stadium for a state title?
0: It would be fun. It would be fun. So, there you go. There is uh 6A Division 2. All right. On to five A, five A Division One, where we will start in Region One, and I don't know, like I'll I'll once again reference something I put up in my bracketology video. I think how you view Region One is fundamentally a referendum on how you view District Four, because if you think District Four is actually really good. And like is the power nexus of the of the district, then like you could very easily see a Calville Heritage Red Oak rematch in a regional fi- in a regional final. Mm-hmm. And you can just pencil that in. If you don't, then I think you default to District Two, which is Tascosa and Lubbock Coronado, and I think you could very easily see a district rematch in a regional final. Uh, in this in this because I do think it's either two and four. Those are the two districts that are going to run this region,
1: for the most part. Yes, I think, I I think people are sleeping on Abilene Cooper a little bit. Um, Abilene Cooper's got a tricky road because you look at at the Cougars, whose only loss this year was a season opener to Odessa Permian. They got to open with Mansfield Summit. Mansfield Summit's a pretty good fourth place team. They've got a wide receiver going to Auburn, so that's that's going to be a matchup, a tough matchup for Abilene Cooper. And they get past that. They're probably looking at Amarillo-Tascosa in the second round. And Tascosa, as we all know, is a nightmare to prepare for come playoff time. Um, So that's a tricky road uh, for Abilene Cooper. So um, That's the
0: only thing, like, I think because I I do like Cooper a lot. And actually the computer likes Cooper a lot as well. mm -hmm. But what concerns me, again, is their draw. Their draw is tough because, I mean, look. You, we could be here a week from today, and you could tell me, "Hey, can you believe Summit beat Cooper?" And I'd be like, "Yep, I believe it. Yeah, Summit's Summit's be. a lot better than a four and four record indicator." Yeah,
1: and you got Burleson Centennial, a third place team, playing Azel. They're they're going to give Azel trouble, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's a really tough draw for Cooper and Azel in round one. Um, I think I think ultimately though, this comes down for me. Lubbock Coronado has got the dude at quarterback and Sawyer Robertson, mm-hmm. and they've got the defense that this year has been playing very very well um and, and is has really taken their team to another level and that's why i give the nod to coronado here i i think it's coach seth parr's crew it's their time i think it's you know region one's opened up with denton ryan being gone um and I, I think i think it's coronado's time but this is this is an intriguing this isn't the deepest region but i think these second round matchups you know Caliboy heritage amarillo Abilene Cooper, Amarillo Tascosa, Lubbock Coronado, Azel, Red Oak, Lubbock Monterey, all really intriguing potential second-round matchups that, I, that I'm going to have my eye on. So this is a fun region.
0: It is. The really fun region. I I really like heritage. I like heritage a lot. And I think part of it is I think that that quarterback, A.J. Smith-Shawyer, is starting to bloom. The yeah, defense is really kid- good.
1: If you want to see a guy with a rocket arm, yeah. go watch Cowboy Heritage. AJ Smith the it has, has the strong. He's got an NFL type arm, and I'm not joking. Like, I'm not throwing that out there as hyperbole. Yeah. He can make some ridiculous throws. He's fun to watch,
0: and I also think, by the way, I think they've got a pretty favorable draw. That I think they'll be—they're pretty comfortable favorites in my opinion over Brewer. I think they'd see Amarillo in the second round. I, I think they're better than Amarillo. At which point you're probably running into what? Tesco? So or Cooper? And and yeah, I mean I think that's a winnable game. And and, yeah. and to me, this is this is a region without a runaway favorite. There's a there's a few teams that you can see that look. I mean, heck, man, you want to talk about a high ceiling and a good draw? Red Oak. If Red yeah. Oak reaches their ceiling, if they play to their paper, they can absolutely win this region.
1: And I think Red Oaks finally decided to go with Josh Irvin at quarterback. Yeah, they were trying to do the two quarterback thing and two quarterback things rarely, rarely, rarely work out. Of course, high Todd Dodge, Austin Westlake, three quarterbacks last year, um, rarely works out. And I think Red Oaks finally decided we're going to go with Josh Irvin. He's the senior. He's our guy. And they're going to ride with him. So I think it's health Red Oak a little bit just from a consistency
0: standpoint. So and
1: you're right. They've got they've got the draw to get to the third round. Pretty. I, I think they'll be comfortable favorites in both games.
0: OK, so now let's go to the fireworks factory. Um, let's go to region, region two. Um, this is what we, this is, this is the actual region that when people think about six, a division one, region three, they're actually thinking of this region. Um, guys, six of the final top 10 of our final top 10 in five, a division one are here. And that's not counting Frisco Lone Star. Um, you have, and that's not counting Frisco Lone Star. That's also not counting a team that I think you could very easily put in the rankings, in College Station. Mm-hmm. According to the computer, we have the number one, number nine, number three, number seven, number four, number eight, and number fifteen teams in this region. That's Sorry. ridiculous. And by the way, they've also got number eighteen Frisco Independence, who is a very good four and fourteen. Yes. So. Look, it starts with one, and number one is Denton Ryan. Denton Ryan has looked every bit the part of the most dominant, overwhelmingly talented team in five A Division One. But boy, the bracket did them no favors no. at all. They got a,
1: they got they've got a gauntlet to run. You know, after round one, they'll be heavy. They'll be fifty sixty point favorites in the first round. But then you're looking at round two against College Station. Round three, the winner of Lancaster and Longview, and then round four, possibly Highland Park. That is that is a gauntlet they got to run.
0: It is ridiculous. Uh, so that top half of the bracket with Ryan, College Station, Lancaster, and, and Longview. Lancaster, by the way, a team that nobody's talking about because they haven't played anybody basically and and through no fault of their own they're no. willing to take on anybody but like their district is just their district we we mentioned this in our realignment special their district is just not good mm-hmm. and so they were beating everybody by 60 70 80 points well now they get they get a tricky Wakeland team in the first round this is this is lancaster's playing their
1: toughest game of the year <laughs> this week, yeah, I mean, it's not not even close, legit, yeah. And
0: then we get the 84th meeting of Longview and Lufkin in the first round, which I'm I I just have to say as a as a nerd, I'm thrilled for. Like, I just like I'm I'm happy that we get to this game because we 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 weren't going to get it in the regular season. Um, but Longview's playing really well. Their two losses on the year are the opener against Temple, which we all admit they just they laid an egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they took Highland Park to the wire. Highland Park got a nice draw. Highland Park, I would say, is the favorite at least to make the regional semifinals. Um, And then at which point they would see either Frisco, Lone Star or Magnolia. And I would be, I think they would be favored over them. Yes. And a big question, we'll be able to talk about this down the road if we get to a regional final between Ryan and Highland Park. And the only question, the only question there, because there's not really a question about who's more talented, in my opinion. (laughs) The only question is between the ears for Ryan.
1: Yep. Is Highland Park still living rent free in Denton Ryan's head? All right, it's more just, to come.
0: It's amazing. Region two, region region two is 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 so much fun, and it's just I mean every single every week, literally starting this week, this week, this is one of those brackets that every single week is going to have like showcase state like regional final state semifinal level games every single week. It's going to be fun. Okay. Region three, man, we talked a lot about this in the Slack region three is fascinating because, I, because but, we
1: all pick cedar park right. and I, I thought i was going out on a limb picking cedar park and and you and ish and even pickle were all like no we like cedar park too and it's like i feel like we're disrespecting manville just a little bit yes. here.
0: well and that's that's what i go back to whenever we were doing our picks graphics is like people mistake unanimity for uh for like uh dominance and like here's, here's why I'm picking Cedar park. I think Cedar park ticks every box you want for a team to make a run. Do you want a guy who has won a title before you got it in Carl Abseck. Do you want a team that has a legit outstanding defense because defense travels in the playoffs? You got it with the black rain defense. Do you want a team with a veteran quarterback? You got it with Ryder Hernandez. Like they tick all the box they look the part they are they are Andrew luck in that on the draft board you look at them you go oh they're a no-brainer like they just they they have all the measurables all the things you like like they look the part but there are so many teams in this bracket that have such a high ceiling that if starting by the way with the second potential second round for Cedar Park in Richmond Foster,
1: yeah, because yeah, Rich, Richmond Foster is the five A version of Prosper in a lot of ways. That's when yeah. when good Foster shows up, they can beat anyone, and when bad Foster shows up, they can lay an egg
0: big time. They could le- they could legit like seriously, they could legit lose to, to Goose Creek Memorial this week, and I would not shock me. They could also win the region, and it would not shock me. Yeah, it's that stark for them. Um, there's Manville at the top, and Manville is obviously very impressive ultra talented but ultra, ultra young ultra talented i i Ultra I, young. my question. ultra young yeah they're real young and i worry when the lights get brighter how do they react now look they've had young teams before that have gone on runs yes they have i, I mean they were they weren't young young when they made that run to the title game in 2016 2017 but they were pretty young um they had a lot of young pieces they're interesting. There's a couple of party crashers here too. Uh, one of them is at the very bottom of the bracket in Katie Pato. That's a dangerous Katie Pato team.
1: They just play a, a, they play a different style. They're a defense, run-the-ball style team. They're, they're modeled. What what I refer to them as a as a less explosive version of Katie High. Yeah. They're very similar uh, in, in their scheme and what they do, how they pattern themselves. Um, I like... I think Port Arthur Memorial at the top of the bracket is a real sleeper. If they can get past that tricky first round game against Hightower. Thank you. But a third round matchup of Port Arthur Memorial and Manville, that would be awesome. You talk about straight running studs on the field in that game. That would be a fun matchup. So yeah, looking be head to the third round potentially.
0: That By the way, if you're looking for a first round matchup, you can do a lot worse than Georgetown Drip. That's a good
1: good first round game. Yeah, Dripping That's- Springs with that, that shootout loss to Seguin last week kind of Drew the short straw, having to go on the road to Georgetown. I'm playing a tough Georgetown team.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be a really fun matchup. But yeah, I, I think that, like, again, Region Three is so interesting because it's like there's an easy pick. An easy pick is Cedar Park. That's the that's like the easy safe pick almost. But then there are also about four or five other teams, most notably Manville, that if you pick them, like, it's they're I don't want to say they're a lottery ticket because they're a lot better odds than that. But like, if it hits, it's going to hit big, you know. So. There's Region Three, and Five A Division One, Region Four. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I, I, th- I think you've got some intriguing possibilities for a potential Valley team to make some noise, like Westlake East. Uh huh. Um, I think, but I think the safest pick here is Corpus Christi Vets. I agree because they've got the guy running the offense of Carter Centerfit. They're they're experienced, and they're playoff tested. This is a team that played for a regional title last year. They, they got to the regional final. They, they laid a big egg in the regional final and got embarrassed. They got their pants pulled down by San Antonio Wagner. But all those kids are back. They've been in these big playoff games. They've been in these situations. I, I think they're the team to beat. Um, Westaco East, I think, is... Based on their pedigree, we don't we don't know a lot about Westlakeo East. They only played their four zone games, and they were in the weaker zone in the Rio Grande Valley. So we don't. So we didn't even get a chance to see them play McAllen Memorial um, to really just, to see how good this Westlakeo East team is. But they are the kind of team that is built to give veterans Memorial trouble because they're run the ball, physical kind of grinded out ball club. So I think Westlakeo East is a potential landmine. I think uh, you know at the top of the bracket, I think uh, you know Flower Bluff. You know, even though they lost to Veterans Memorial, is, is playoff-tested as well. we um, are looking for a sleeper, San Antonio Southside strikes me. The team. It's a Good. real sleeper. Ricky Locke yeah. squad, I, th- I think. Now, the second-round matchup against Flower Bluff won't be easy, but that's a, that's, a, that's a draw that I think if Southside can get past that game, I think we could see Southside maybe playing for a regional title.
0: I think you're right. I think Southside's, Southside's the sleeper there. They're really intriguing. The only other sleeper that I see, and part of it is because I think they've got a, got a good draw, and the, the record doesn't overwhelm you. But I think that Victoria West got a really nice draw. I think they're going to be favored over McAllen Memorial, who I think is is probably not as good uh, as, as we, we thought they might be. But this is a Victoria West team that can get out and go. Okay, They can get out and run. Blake Bozell, their quarterback, has been really strong um and they could you could see them in a regional in a regional semifinal like you really could uh just because of the draw that they got because i think they're going to be favored over whoever wins lanier and eagle pass win um and then at that, that point look yeah you'll see flower bluff or Southside, but you only see one of them and so yeah that, that's a team that, that that i've got my eye on there but i do think you're right i think that again the, the chalky pick the safe picks probably corpus christi vets i kind of i'm a little ups, i'm a little sad I would have loved to see Westlake East go to the other, go to the top half of the bracket because I think at the top half of the bracket, they might be favored to make a regional final. But that third round regional semifinal matchup, kind of traditional "quote unquote" valley valley round
1: mm-hmm. matchup
0: with um, with Corpus Christi Vets is a problem. For yes. That. Yeah. So yeah. All right. What are your regional picks and your winner? Uh, I've got Lubbock Coronado
1: in Region One. I've got Denton Ryan in Region Two. I've got Cedar Park in Region Three, and I got Corpus Christi Vets in Region Four, with uh, Denton Ryan winning it all. Yeah. And I think I, I didn't w- get my I didn't get my pick to win it all in six eighty two. Um, I'm taking Cade to win it all in six ad eighty yeah. two. So.
0: Um, five eighty one. I've got Colleyville Heritage out of Region One. Um, just a little different. I'm taking a, taking a shot. Um, Denton Ryan Region Two. Cedar Park Region Three. Corpus Christi Vets Region Four. And I like Ryan over Cedar Park in a title game. So there's five A Division One. Let's wrap it all up, Matthew. Good thing we did this today and not yesterday when you had a hard out because we're already at fifty-five minutes. <laughs> Let's go to five A Division two, and we will start in Region one, where, like, we're careening towards Lubbock Cooper versus Wichita Falls Rider Part two, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. That's that's the game we we're we're probably most likely getting.
1: I would agree. I mean, we've got it the last two years. Yeah. Why not make it? Let's, you know, we got to break the tie. Cooper, uh, Ryder won in 18, Cooper won in 19. So we got to break the tie.
0: Yeah. I think those are probably the two best teams. I also think both of them got a very, very favorable draw. I think, I think region, region one, region one does not, to me, is not conducive to a surprise. Um, no, I I don't see a team that's that's on the level of Cooper or Ryder. Maybe outside of Grapevine.
1: Agree. Um, I, I think there's I think there's Cooper Ryder. I think there's Grapevine, and then I think there's a drop off.
0: Yeah, um, I'd even put. I'll say this: I think Abilene Wiley's better than their four and three record indicates. That's a yeah. decent fourth place finisher.
1: Yeah, they just get a tough tough first round draw. Yeah, it, tough it, first it, round. If you're looking for a real kind of deep sleeper, may I interest you in Fort Worth Southwest?
0: Hmm, you may.
1: They played Grapevine tough, lost that game by less than a touchdown. They've got speed. They got due to the skill spots all over the field. That draw, I think, I think they can get to the third round. I yep. can see a path for Fort Worth Southwest to get to the third round of the playoffs.
0: The only, and it's funny because we're talking about a region where Half of the teams are from El Paso. There's just not a ton we know about these El Paso teams. They like, played outside of the city. So, so we just that's... don't know. So we're only, unfortunately, we have to go based on history. And history has suggested that when El Paso plays DFW or when El Paso plays the Panhandle or well, when El Paso plays the South Plains, they lose. Like now, I think El Paso Andrus is a decent side. I think El Paso Parkland is it has some playmakers. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, right now, there's just not really a history to, for us to lean on. And with a lack of data, it's hard for me to jump on board with a team like El Paso Irvin, who did finish undefeated at 4-0, but would face Lubbock Cooper in the second round, and I think would be 30-point underdogs. Yeah,
1: I think the best team in El Paso in, in Division Two is Burgess. Their two losses are to 6A programs. They just had they just had a chance to play that much. The problem for Burgess is they got to play Ryder in the, first, in the second round, probably. And that's right. just not. They're going to be thirty point underdogs in that game. So that's that's the unfortunate thing here. Yeah. So you know, it's so, just yeah,
0: yeah. We're probably getting Cooper Ryder part two, which um, which part would be awesome because be Cooper Ryder part, part one great.
1: Right. It'd be part six in the last two years because they played yeah. six. This they've they've played five times in the last two years. Uh, in twenty eighteen, they split. Uh, Cooper won both meetings in twenty nineteen, and Cooper won the meeting uh, already this year. So Cooper right now is a three one edge. Yeah. So.
0: Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's go on to region two, and once again, we're here at the fireworks factory. This is where I would say, at the, uh, I would be surprised if the champion didn't come out of region two. Is that fair to say?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: In that, this is where Alito lives. Of course, Alito needs no introduction. They're the they're the defending state champs. They're the nine time state champs. Um, they're the number two team in the state of Texas in 5 A Division 2. And also the number one team lives here in Ennis. And what I think is fascinating about this game, about this region, is you've got those two favorites. You've got Ennis and you've got Alito, And you've also got, like, they are going to be tiptoeing. Th- they're going to be dancing around raindrops in this because this region is really, really loaded and there are no—basically, Alito is going to be favored over Hillcrest in the first round. Ennis, Frisco Liberty's tricky, but I think they're I think they're pretty nicked up right now.
1: They are pretty—yeah, Liberty was at full strength. I think their offense would be a tricky, tricky matchup yep. for Ennis, but nicked up Frisco Liberty probably isn't going to be able to keep it close.
0: After that, though, it's every single week for them. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think I think they I think both of them are going to have to earn their way out of this region or earn their way to a regional final to face one another.
1: For sure, because you know you look at Ennis in- in- at the bottom of the bracket, potentially a second round game against Mansfield Timberview, whose only losses to Alito in a game where where you talk to Coach James Brown, they felt like that game could have been right down to the wire if they had not made some, they they had to made some mistakes. Now, granted, you have to clean that up, but I think Timberview is is tricky enough and talented enough to push Ennis. Uh, and then potentially in the third round, Lovejoy, un- unbeaten Lovejoy, who's led by a, a, a wizard and Chris Ross, uh, who's doing that Chris Ross thing again at Lovejoy now. Um, and then you look at, you know, regional final at the top of the bracket, you know, Alito and North Forney in round two, uh, Sock and Frisco in round two. And then the winner of those two games, I mean, that's, whew, that's yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be a, a bloodbath every week in this region.
0: It's tough. It, it It is really, really difficult, and both Alito and Ennis are going to be, have to be on their game every single week, basically out p- after, starting next week. And that's what makes this so intriguing. Is uh, First of all, I think North forney Dennison has a chance to be really fun. It's a good first-round matchup. And I also think the winner of that game could give Alito some trouble.
1: Yes, they're, uh, they're good, both I, good I enough. Think-
0: I lean towards North Forney in that one, but then also for Ennis, I think you're right. Timberview and then Lovejoy. I mean, yeah. And by the way, let's also not sleep on the very clear best team in this region, which is Everman.
1: Oh, of course, yes, of course. No, D- disregard the five and five record.
0: <laughs> but I do think I think
1: Everman and Poteet's a him game in round one. That's a close game, anybody's ball game. So
0: um, Go that's what's going to be really interesting. Is that like I think we all want to see Alito and Ennis. But they both gotta get there first, and that's yes. not a guarantee. Um there's enough there's enough teams out there that I think could provide interesting challenges to them that it's by no means a foregone conclusion that we're getting one versus two. Um yeah, so it's really good. I think Frisco's a super sleeper, man. I think they're really I think they're flying under people's radar. That second round matchup with South Oak Cliff could be fun as hell. They played the last two years and it's been good mm-hmm. been fun games the last two years. Region three to the other side of the bracket. And the the most, the least talked about, undefeated, two-time state finalist in Texas high school football history lives here.
1: Yeah. There is no chatter about Fort Ben Marshall at all. James Williams probably kind of likes that. Yeah, um, well,
0: because I, I think you go back to 2018, the first time they made it. It was basically like week two they had like some big win in like week two or week three. Early in the year in 2018, they had a big win, and that's when they jumped on everybody's radar. Um, And then, and since then, everybody had been talking about them this year. And then of course they go to the title game and they bring back all those big time playmakers like Devonta Chan uh, and Malik Hornsby. And everybody's talking about them last year all the way to the title game. And this year they are 9-0 and and it's crickets. Yeah. It's crickets, but you know what? They're really solid. Now, I think part of it is they haven't played anybody.
1: No. Their schedule's been. They, they didn't get those one or two. You know, the Manville moving up to 581 hurt them because they didn't get that real signature game under their belts in the regular season. They, they didn't get a chance in non district to play one of those games. So um, there's some questions there, but I still think they're the favorite to come out of the bottom of the bracket. Although I think Nederland, Longview Pine Tree, or m Consolidated are. are and even Montgomery. Man, is a good 7-3 and three team. Keep an eye on them as well. There's some tricky games uh, for Marshall to get through. I, yeah. I think the real headliners here are at the top of the bracket where we're looking at a possible Texas High-Huntsville third-round matchup, and I'm here for that.
0: Yeah, Texas High-Huntsville would be two teams trying to knock each other's blocks off. As that,
1: would a, that would be a game that Craig Way would refer to as a rock fight.
0: But Texas High would have to get past Crosby in the second round. Yeah, Crosby. Crosby's... Crosby's a challenge. The problem, Crosby's defense
1: uh, – Crosby can score on just about anyone, but their, their defense leaves a lot to be desired. And I think I, – I, it's hard for me to trust teams that don't play good defense, in the, especially in the later rounds of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I mean, l- let's just say, like, hypothetically, Huntsville does get to the regional final against Fort Ben Marshall. Have they ever played before? <laughs> uh,
1: I think they have played before. Yeah,
0: remember that game? Yeah. That was uh, that was the crazy Fort Ben Marshall comeback. Um, you just, I don't know. You just this is a really intriguing region. Um, that I think what's funny is that you've got you've got teams that are I don't want to say one dimensional, but they all have like super strengths. Texas High's defense, Huntsville's defense, super good. Crosby's offense, super good. Fort Bend Marshall, probably the most balanced team but like longview pine tree huge offense right huge offense it's just going to be like you're going to each week you're going to have to kind of put together these these puzzle pieces of these matchups and see how they match up against one another it's not quite as easy as saying oh huntsville's just better than so and so so they're going to win it's this is a region that's going to be full of intriguing matchups and how these two teams really like dial up against one another
1: i agree i think i think it's going to come down to matchups and who's got the hot hand
0: yeah i think that's right All right, let's round it all out with Region 4. In Region 4, kind of similar, I would say, to when we were talking about Region 3 in 5A Division 1, in that there is arguably a safe pick here, although I don't know if we necessarily thought it was a safe pick at the beginning of the year. And that safe pick would be Liberty Hill. Mm -hmm. Now, Liberty Hill obviously is going through their own moment right now with the death of coach Jeff Walker. And you never, you you literally just never know how a team's going to react. That could be a galvanizing moment. That could be an unraveling moment. And both of them, they would be well within their rights to feel that way. You know what I mean? I mean, you lose your head coach in the middle of the season. It's, it's, it's terrible. Um, But the slot T is, I think, especially in five, a, now moving up, you want to talk about places where it's a real advantage. These are definitely teams that have never seen the slot T before. Or at least haven't seen it lately. Have they seen it run as well as Liberty Hill runs? Because they're and, and now there's there's a knock on Liberty Hill, which is they ain't played anybody. No. They have played exactly nobody. <laughs> yeah. And, they and, and and so the first tough game they're in will be the next tough game they're in will be their first. How do they handle that in mm-hmm. potentially? I would say a second round matchup with Bernie Champion.
1: I think Leander Glenn is good enough to be tricky in the first round. Yeah, I mean the, Leander, Glenn yeah. Is, Leander Glenn is Leander Glenn going to be like I, like like we mentioned earlier. Um, you know, Leander Glenn is the best team Liberty Hills played this year. The same, yeah. We mentioned that with Lancaster and Frisco Lakeland. Le, Leander yeah. Glenn's the best team that Liberty Hills played all year. Right. So that's going to be a challenge.
0: And then Bernie Champion in the second round. Bernie Champion can score. They can go. Yeah, that's a team. That's interesting.
1: They won the region last year. They're they're still really good, but they've got, you know, defensive questions for sure.
0: And then there's the bottom half of the bracket. And let's talk about our darling. Talk about Eddie Lee Marburger and the Sherilyn Pioneer Diamondbacks. And look, (laughs) it could happen, man. It legit, like, I mean this very sincerely. Sherrilyn Pioneer could win the region, yeah. plain and simple, and it would not be that big of a shock. They could have won it
1: last year. I mean, they, they lost to Bernie Champion in overtime last year. And if Eddie Lee Marburger doesn't make the first bad decision I've ever seen the kid make and throw an interception in the fourth quarter while they're driving to kick the game-winning field goal, they probably win that game. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it's it's possible. Now, Pioneer, Pioneer's got got a regional, regional champion offense. They yes. do not have a regional champion defense. And how that defense performs is going to be real key for them in this playoff run, because like I mentioned earlier, I just, it's hard for me to trust in teams that, that don't play good defense and pioneer does not play great defense.
0: And that's, and to me, I look at a second round matchup with Brenham as a real tripping point for Mm -hmm. them, that Brenham is a team that they, they, they will muck up what you do and you're going to have to, you're going to have to make plays defensively to beat Brenham. Can they do that when it counts? Um, yeah. By the way, we have not talked at all about them, but the turnaround at Leander Rouse is remarkable.
1: Yeah, Joshua Mann's done a heck of a job there with the Raiders. And I think I think they're a team that could be waiting for the winner of Liberty Hill I'm champion in the third round. Yeah.
0: I think so. Um region four is kind of wide open. You know, if you if you don't if you if you think that Liberty Hill is a paper tiger, then it really gets wide open. Uh yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting, it's an interesting region. Um can I interest you in Alamo Heights at all? Champions of District 15.
1: They beat Bernie Champion. So, yeah. yeah. You know, why not? And they've got I think they've got a pretty favorable draw to get to the third round. Yeah. I think they'll be they'll be heavy favorites over PSJ and Southwest yeah. and they'll be I think pretty they'll be favored over the winner of McCallum and Eastview. Yeah.
0: All right, give me your regional picks and your champion.
1: All right, Region 1, I'm going with Wichita Falls Rider. Uh Region 2, I'm going with Ennis. Region 3, Texas High, and Region 4, Liberty Hill, with Ennis taking down Texas High in the state championship.
0: That'd be kind of fun. You'd have a Wichita Falls team, a DFW team, a a Texarkana, a a Far East Texas team, um, and then a Central Texas team. I've got Lubbock Cooper, I've got Alito, I've got Huntsville, and I've got Liberty Hill. Uh, with Alito over Huntsville in a title game, so that'll be South Plains, DFW, Piney Woods, and Central Texas. Uh, yeah, and so I think I'm the only one who took Alito in, the, in our picks, but I think that I think all of us look at Alito at Ennis as like the showcase matchup that's going to determine more or less what the rest of the bracket looks like the rest of the way. So, um, okay, so there is that, and now we're not going to do a draft because we've already been going for an hour and ten minutes. But what we will do is Matt Stab, this is kind of a version of the hipster game of the week, except it's like the good game of the week. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you, I'm going to give you the Craigway question, which is that you can teleport to any first round 6A and 5A playoff game this week uh, to watch. Uh, you don't have to drive. You you can teleport. Okay. Where, where are you teleporting to? Oh, that's a good question. Because um... there's some, there some tasty first round matchups.
1: There are, there are.
0: Um... Let me. Yeah, I ask the hard eating questions.
1: You're you right. do. You do. You know what? Tell. I'm, I have not been out to visit our friends in El Paso this year, and I'd like to. I think El Paso Parkland and El Paso Austin, uh, two really at two of the more athletic teams in the, in the El Paso area, meeting up Friday night at uh, Parkland High School. Teleport me to that game because I can go yes. eat some good food, hang out with my friends in El Paso. And watch a really intriguing first-round matchup between two teams that are evenly matched and really athletic with a lot of playmakers.
0: oh see, I did not even consider a place like doing a game that, like, based on like a place I actually want to go. Ooh, let me think about this. Um, see, I reversed
1: the whip on you there. You really
0: did. You know where I'm going to go? I'm going to go to Lackey Stadium in Westlake. 7:30 p.m. Friday night, Victoria East and Westlake East. Okay, uh, that's where I'm going. I know I'm going to eat good. You are. Um, I'm going to I'm going to teleport to Westlake East and, and, and Victoria East uh, for for a good time. Good time down there in the valley. Get get some eyes on Westlake East. See if they're for real. That's a team that again just hasn't played a ton of games, and so get a real feel for them. That would be my pick. So there I'm going to go with Westlake East and Victoria East. All right, let me tell you where the Fox people are going. Let me look this up. Do 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 do. Where'd that go? Um, so Let me pull up an email. This is a good use of your podcast time. Okay. The games that we are going to Thursday, Sarah will be at Birkelbach Field in Georgetown. Oh, good to see Sarah. I'll be there for Halotsville and Lano. All right. Uh, Austin Ivan will be in New Caney for, uh, or Porter, technically, uh, for uh, Timpson and Shiner.
1: Okay.
0: Friday, Paige Schnorbach will be at Waskman, Franklin, and Tyler. Okay. Uh, Austin Ivan will be at Porter for Memorial and four pin high tower. I had to talk them into going to this game. I was like, guys, this is a, like, I know it's one versus four, but this is a really good game. Um, Sarah Merrifield will be in Liberty Hill for Liberty Hill and Leander Glenn, um, for uh, obvious reasons that are not, mm-hmm. that are bigger than just the, the, the game. Um, Katie Engleston will be doing the double dip in at Anthony field and Abilene. She All will right. be getting an Indian and gunner and Canyon and Argyle. Nice. Willie Pleasant will be in, at Turner Stadium in Umble for Lindale and Austin LBJ. Our friend Ashley Pickle is at uh, North Forney and Denison at Citibank Stadium. And then Lauren Blackwell will be at, in Prosper for Graham and Gilmer. So, Lovely. There you go. Um, okay we've been recording long enough and, and and that's that's a this is an hour and 15 minute podcast there it is that's tap and step thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider step I love you. for your courage thank you you